Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 177, episode one of The Daily Zeitgeist, a oh, production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, March 29th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I like big boats and I cannot Ooh. lie. You other sailors can't deny <laughs> that when a boat floats into an itty bitty space, because around good hope, so waste it gets hung. Ah! That is courtesy of Christy on Gucci Mane. Yeah, uh, take two. Uh, we we edited it out. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. we edited out uh, me fucking up an earlier version. Um, and I mean, you didn't fuck up. Christy fucked up using the wrong cape. <laughs> right. I wasn't cape up on his revisions. That's right, my right, right. That's on me. What happens? Anyways, I am thrilled to be joined by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I don't want to wait. For the part to be over, I know right now a funny tweet. I don't want to wait for the part to be over. What's some stuff to plug so that you can eat? Wow. Man, you know, uh, I feel like they didn't they didn't get the rights to that song. So when you watch Dawson's Creek on streaming, they got the wild, flagrant, fake ass uh, theme song. Oh, really? Yeah. Does it sound like so that, or is it like? No, Creek. it's like you're in no. the Dawson's Creek, <laughs> creaking it up with fucking Dawson and Pacey. Look at this chick climb up Just the window made it up on the spot. <laughs> Her sister's got a black boyfriend, and they say that so aggressively in the show. What about oh, her really? black boyfriend? I was like, <laughs> wow, the 90s, huh? Uh, but yeah, shout out to Johnny Davis for that one. Paula Cole giving him, you know, Paula Cole the um, mm. Wow. What a show. Yeah. Whoa. What a time to be alive. Uh, <laughs> we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat uh, by the brilliant, the talented. Wow. He is DJ Daniel Goodman. My name is... Dan Zula, the Mike Ruler, Game of Schooler. You want a pod? I'll bring it to ya. Oh, what up, y'all? <laughs> What's up? Wait, come on. Now keep going. There's there's more, but the rest of it was kind of a little bit off the beat, and I was like, we're gonna leave it at uh, that right there. <laughs> okay. okay. But um okay. Sh- shout out to Matt Frederick at Matt underscore Frederick9. Thank you so much for the Aquatine. Matt Hunter Frederick Force. from uh Sister Podcast. I yeah. actually think Our it's Matt a- Frederick? I think Mine? it's actually a different Matt Frederick. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. That's a very it unique name. That's <laughs> a very unique name. <laughs> Two first names? Come on. Exactly. I don't know. I don't Come know. Come on. Uh, DJ Daniel, back uh, again. Uh, it is so good back to be in here. Back the, in the cradle Indeed. of life. On the uh, other side. <laughs> what's good, man? What's, uh, what's, what's new, new with you? What's good, man, Daniel? You know, not not a mood show. Um, uh, you know, a, a lot of the same. Just moved into still a working spot on those with, Spanish with skills. The, exactly. Yeah. Still working on the Spanish skills. Um, just moved into a new apartment with uh, my own Her Majesty, and oh. um, it's been uh, it's been lovely. wait. That's where she's over there with you because she hasn't yeah. been home in two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that's his way of telling <laughs> him she is my own. Her you know, majesty. with my Her Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you love to see it, and I love to hear ooh. the uh, adoption of the proper nomenclature for talking yeah, yeah. about our yeah. significant others. Truly, I mean, she is the queen. How is the, you know, this is, how many times you've been, like, living with with a boo thing? This is my first time. This is my first time <gasps> okay, living with okay, a significant Dan. other. Okay, I know. How's that going? How's that going? 
it's going well so far. I mean, you know, we it's, there's adjustments for both of us, but mm. overall, What's your adjustment? it's been great. You're such an easygoing dude. I'm, I'm, because I feel like you're probably like the best person to, like, for the other party to move in with. You're very kind. I appreciate that. Like, because you're a very considerate person, like at your own expense sometimes. It, he's like, yes, 100%. it's okay. I don't need to sit on a, a normal sleep on a normal bed. Like, I can, I can move these milk crates. Oh, Daniel's such a trooper, man. Definitely uh, adjusting the. Are you whispering? <laughs> my man he, he goes over and closes yeah, okay, the door okay. and turns the lights Click. out <laughs> it's funny because that is literally what i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say adjusting the volume of my voice i have a i have a post-it note on my computer that says stop yelling because i've been wow. i uh it's i i put that there myself that wasn't something that that you did and that Stephanie came in and was like, you need to quiet down. I'm like, I, I'm in a, like, uh, the room. The office is not filled with shit yet. So mm, I can yeah. hear the echo. I would put furniture really before shit, though. Fair play. I totally, that's a really good point. Thank you. I started it's smearing it. It smells terrible. Yeah. But yeah. Um, otherwise. Yeah, it doesn't help uh, the acoustics, yeah. contrary to what you believe. <laughs> <laughs> they keep telling me that. I think I was getting trolled. So you have to, so you have to, so she's adjusting to your loud talking. Yes. And then what are you adjusting? What are what are the what's your growth opportunity in terms of rearranging your expectations and feelings of entitlement in your living space? Um, mm. I, I think one that is certainly an adjustment, but is really something that I just needed to change in general is just eating better. She has a very low tolerance for like shitty food in general. Oh, and shit. I really okay. appreciate that because it gets me to not be like, oh, it's late and I'm hungry. Domino's is still open, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Gotta also, yeah, Domino's. not having not having two bros around who are also probably high and can also be <laughs> coerced into ordering Domino's with me. Right, Just after right. a bit, of like you're you're not hungry. Are you sure? Yeah. You come yeah. on, nah. dude. If it yeah. was here, you'd eat it, right? If yeah. it was here, you'd eat it, right? <laughs> right? If it was here, that's what I thought. So when I get it, you're not going to want to slice. You're not yeah, going to exactly. want to slice. Okay, pull okay. them in, drag them down with you. Crabs exactly. in a bucket. And exactly. the best too is like the group, like re a reason, like you're like, yeah, I kind of eat a small lunch though. So yeah, we could probably just finish the whole pie. Right. Yeah, we should probably just get two because <laughs> I'll probably eat two. a whole one. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you right learned now. the hard way? Like she caught you just like housing an entire Domino's pizza, <laughs> like in the no, bathroom in the middle yet. of the night? Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, the cravings haven't there, hit. It's, it's only been just about a month. So, so the cravings yeah. haven't oh, hit. Man that hard yet but right, uh, well, it right. sounds like you're we'll actually see. terrible you're bringing in bad eating <laughs> habits you talk too loud and she's perfect sounds about mm -hmm. right yes yeah that yeah, precisely she is perfect mm -hmm. see look at you couldn't even you couldn't. the thing i was like what what are you adjusting to you were like she's healthy and helping me improve my life uh just being around someone who's better than me yeah. <laughs> and will accept uh just the bullshit that mm -hmm. i bring my thing yep, that's, just that's straight it. up is like whenever I've moved in uh, the couple times I've lived with a like a partner is always having to have like be upfront about my need for person like my alone time just as like mm -hmm. a only child like I recharge in solitude. So like that's one thing I'm always like, I got to let you know, like it's not yeah. like, nothing personal. Yeah, this is how well, I get down. That was that was something that was super, con I would say, like convenient for both of us is that like she has pretty much only lived alone um, since, you know, entering adulthood. And so in terms of like entertaining herself and stuff like that, she's like, I'm kind of 
I'm chill on my own. Like you don't have to. You want to go be, like do whatever you want. Like that's fine. I'm like, Daniel, oh, what did I say? Put those sick. flowers away. I don't need anything <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I have had to adjust to the fact that she hates peonies, and I keep getting that wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying chrysanthemums uh, next. Hopefully like that. <laughs> Yo, uh, I was just about to say I'm. 13 years in and still uh, finding out all sorts of things about myself. Uh, it is actually, today is my 13th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Hot damn. Congrats. Wow, shout 13 out years to ago. my wife. Uh, yeah, 13 <laughs> years ago, uh, DJ Daniel rocked a party uh, at my wedding. Can I, um, can I tell you a funny story about that wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I was on acid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, but um, I was, I was, 18 i was in college it was my i think i was just like i'm literally looking over here what month is it like i'm in my second semester of my first year March of college 29th. thank yeah. you that was my second semester of my first year of college and you know it was a wedding so the bartender is like you look all right to me and yeah. i think at the time it was a open bar party and i just remember my mom at that party seeing me drink my first of all drinks gin and tonic of hey. the evening and my mom on the dance floor says to me, Dan, just just don't be that guy. Right. You know, and then just don't be that guy. <laughs> and then you ended up being that guy, man. I yeah. got to tell you, uh, pants around his ankles by yeah, the end yeah, of the pants, night. Yeah, pants around his ankles. What was your also... nickname after that? Piss windmill. <laughs> That's cool, though. I don't know what that means. That sounds tight. It was actually impressive. Yeah. It was actually impressive. Drunken breakdancing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you thought so. My, my mom was horrified, but alas, here we are. No. Uh, you see, behaved your, yourself admirably. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to uh, my wife for putting up with me for 13 years. I was going to say the thing that I've had to, like, I am a whole probably 40% slower than uh, a person should be just in all aspects of human <laughs> functioning for the first like three hours that I'm awake uh, and being around her. Wait, she hits like gets out of bed and is sprinting when she hits the ground. And yeah. I'm like, Duh. Huh? <laughs> I open one eye at a time over there 40 minutes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds yeah. like we we're in a similar boat. Yeah. Anyways. Daniel, as you know, yes. we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our yeah, listeners somehow. a couple of the things <laughs> we're talking about. We're going to talk about uh, the arrest of a Georgia lawmaker. And it's not uh, the one that should be arrested. It's actually hmm. somebody knocking on that politician's door. Someone knocked on uh, Governor Kemp's door and got arrested for doing so. For um, knowingly knocking, I believe, yes. was the, yeah. what, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't accidental. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about the trend we're seeing uh, of attacks on Asian people in America being explained away by the police as having nothing to do with ethnicity. We obviously had the big example in Atlanta uh, last week, and now uh, there's another kind of example of a 69-year-old Asian man who was attacked by a 20-something man uh, while he was walking his dog, and the police have done the same shit. And I just want to look at the history of that. There's a really troubling historical uh, precedent for that. I want to look at a couple of the 
uh, storylines that we're now seeing used against Joe Biden that we also saw being used against uh, Trump from sort of the MSNBC mainstream media. Just wondering if this is like a new uh, rhythm to presidencies in our modern uh, era of like everybody being kind of siphoned off into their own bubbles. If like these are the uh, storylines that will emerge about every president until somebody tears Twitter and Facebook down. We're going to talk about all sorts of just uh, Republican fuckery. We'll talk about Kraft's anti-veggie campaign, all of that, plenty oh. more. But first, DJ Daniel. Yes. Uh, what mm -hmm. is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Well, also in the spirit of moving in, toilet bowl brushes. Oh, man. <laughs> Looking up them toilet bowl brushes. That's uh -huh. been so, you know. Uh, my partner. You take huge been, shits, right? I take huge shits. Just like the bowl in there, honey. Those event horizons where it like peers out over the water. It's just always one of those ones. It's just. It's I'm a sorry to all the listeners who go. It's always become so shit centric. I know. Sorry about that. Yeah, we're, it's a shitty podcast, guys. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Second rate, more like a number two podcast. Yeah, anyway, there we go. So, um, toilet bowl brushes just been. Uh, in the process of getting things for the house, we've had different responsibilities. And while uh, Stephanie is covering the main things like the couch and the uh, the bed frame, she's like, why don't you look up a good toilet bowl brush for the bathroom? <laughs> I'm like, babe, I got you on that one. No problem. Right. Let's get it. And so, uh, yeah, I've been searching a lot of those and the market is ripe. There are so <laughs> many toilet bowl brushes out there of all different designs and shapes now that mm. I was, um, I, I mean, I'm thrilled by. There's just, there's a lot. And it's very, it's very fun to shop. What's is there new technology? I mean, like, I feel like they need a new the technology. It's pretty gross. That it, it is toilet bowl yeah. brushes exist and we just leave them there. And, uh, no, you gotta I, lick them I'm on. trying to come up with like maybe like a squirt bottle or something that we could. Uh, we could use or I don't know. Yeah. isn't like the other lazy versions like you put the thing in your toilet tank so then like it's always just kind of like there's like some kind of with that blue shit remember like in the yeah. 90s right. shit people it looks like a detergent blue liquid. yeah, yeah. Exactly. or you or you stick one on the side of the bowl. i don't know Bingo. Like, just, yeah exactly right. i just it, throw it, a couple of those in there every time i go to the bathroom just drop a couple in. A couple Keep them with me. For the <laughs> You're going to need that. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, we got it. We're, we're off the air. This is. We're off know. the internet. What's happening? <laughs> um, Who knew? I remember, like, any time I would move into a new place ba mm. back in the day, there was a Bed Bath & Beyond trip that always yep. took place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We ha we handled the Bed Bath and Beyond trip, got our necessary, you know, shower curtain hangers and all that jive. But the yeah. uh, the other thing, the <laughs> the funny thing about the toilet bowl brush is that, babe, I found a really a couple really cool ones. There's one from CB2. There's this other one no, from this no, place. No, 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 no. She said, "No, we're not going to CB2 because I have her gift certificate there, and we're only going to buy stuff from there when we have a bunch of things to buy." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> okay, so I won't get that one. Right. Idiot. What, what about this one? She's like, we also have a gift certificate from there, so we're not going to buy anything from there until we have a lot of stuff to buy. Uh, domestic like, okay. bliss. Wait, y'all got like moving in gift certificates? Dude, like all of these. So um, I'm trying to remember which service it was. Oh, 
It was changing your address with the USPS. Oh, when you oh, change your oh, address right. with they the USPS. Drugs, right. They give you like a just a rack thought, of coupons. Okay, that's different than a gift certificate where I thought yeah, people were making touche, it rain. Touche. I G cards yes. on you. Okay. It was definitely pre- improper, improper language there. But yeah, we just been, you know, 15% here, 20% there on whole order. I mean, like, makes you, know, you wonder. Makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah. I just, what are they know, charging normally? What's that really? What's that cost right. really doing? Exactly, ex- ex- exactly. Costing them literally nothing, but it's saving us pennies on the dollar. Well, no, you know, yeah. let us know which brush you end up with. Oh, I will be updating. What does it matter? Does it, that is conical. Uh, I have one that's that, slightly conical. That way, you can really mm-hmm. hit the mm-hmm. the underneath the rim, mm-hmm. sub yeah. rim, as mm-hmm. I call it. I want the good points, but I also want the bo- the one that has like the cap attached to the stick. So that when you put it back in like the tube, it stays capped. Yeah, I have one it that opens covered. like that, and then like when you, you push, push it down, down. Mm-hmm. like Venus yeah. flytrap. Also, style. also very nice. I've been looking yeah. for those, but they all have a kind of those ones all have like a, a very like future kind of aesthetic where I want mm-hmm. something a little bit more, a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> You've always said that you like things like cottage cottage core. Yeah. yeah, very cottage core, you know, yeah. Spanish style home. We can't have this future tech toilet shit. So, yeah. uh, which is why stay, you're going with stay. like a, a tree branch with a cotton blossom. Thank on the end. you. Precisely. You've nailed you it. Said- that was what we said a lot. <laughs> you said your fashion icon is Blake Lively, right? Yeah. Is that- yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Thank you. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, overrated is small glasses and cups. Uh, recently, since again, since we moved in, I've been drinking everything out of a jug. Like everything out of a large glass jar, you know, bell jars, mason, mason jars, jar. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know in what scenario I'm going to be, you know, giving someone a glass that like, you know, there are dinner glasses that are like, you know, this big, like almost pint size, basically. And that seems like a size or a ser- serviceable glass to drink liquid out of but mm. literally those ones that are this big that are so small maybe like three or four inches tall right. that's two sips of liquid two yeah. sips of liquid and if we're talking wine or whatever sure you know uh, wine liquor all that stuff go off you know sip nicely but like I, I, i'm drinking a water with dinner give me a jug i will not be drinking out of a tiny glass that i will take yeah. two sips out of and it's gone and i need to go and refill give me even liquor i like to drink out of a jug with three x's go. on it yeah. you know then start Love blowing in classic get the band <laughs> going yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. As we've populated our cup thing, it's just you wouldn't like, like no Japan. Cups. I'll tell you I'd that probably, much. Well, you'd hate you'd hate Japan. I'll, you I'll tiny ass it. glasses of water <laughs> because I remember being like puber a puberty boy in Japan oh, with my yeah. American appetite. I was fucking it up. Like I was like, I need nine entrees, and this gu- this this glass will not suffice. <laughs> a lot of the times, they'll leave a pitcher on the table because they know, nice. like you know, do your own shit. Because also, it helps it helps you be less wasteful overall. True, totally. Because mm, you totally. know, you go places, and sometimes motherfuckers don't even touch the the cup of water at all, and now you don't right. be wasting water. But if at least you're being like, okay, okay, if you want more, I got more for you. But I'm not. Yeah. We're not in the business of just pouring up forty totally. ounces of water for you. Totally. Right. Yeah. So you've been shamed appropriately. Yeah. Uh, bad, bad overrated. Uh, let's see if you can do any better uh, with your underrated. What's something you think oh, is boy. underrated? Well, not getting any better, but um, <laughs> podcast live shows. And this is not because I'm about to be doing one later tonight. No oh, plug shit. because this comes out on Monday. Yeah. But I just watched the Doughboys live show um that they did for the finale of munch madness pie nude sponsored by manscaped and i 
I could not have had a better time seeing the podcast that I love play out exactly the way that I know it plays out. Like getting to see all of their expressions that I like. You 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 hear the conversation. Right. Okay, this is not news to you guys, but like everybody loves podcasts because they feel like they're part of the conversation between their three best friends who they've never met before and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I feel that way about the Doughboys. And seeing every ex- facial expression that Weiger has whenever Mitch says something stupid or every Mitch shaking his head whenever Weiger is just a robot was like it, it it was exactly the it was candy it was truly visual candy to watch that just be like yay yama, they're exactly yama, yama. as I expected all right Justin edit all that shit out about <laughs> yeah, other podcasts what the fuck is this man this also is Mike Mitchell cheats at trivia yeah I heard about it, that that's the I, word on the street, man. <laughs> From a salty person, I heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is something. I'm trying to think of a podcast. I mean, yeah, I mean, shit. We went to go see Jesus and Mero. Yeah, and that, that shit was, was great. Yeah, that was that a was, great live show. And it, it is was. play out when you're like, they stood up, they stood up the whole time and just whole talked time. off the stage, and you're like, Literally. this is great, right? Is uh, it, it up? Mm-hmm. Played perfectly for their audience. Like I yeah. know that when they were when they were rattling off the AKAs, you hear like there's there's half the crowd that was there because they're like, oh yeah, Jesus and Miro, I'm familiar with their new Showtime show, or or I've seen their yeah, YouTube clips. And hive. then the Bodega Hive, who is saying back every single AKA yeah. to them, and it's like that's the fucking <laughs> the human crowd Dr. I'm Bonner here for. Screaming that shit out! I Perfect. dude, I remember that show was so funny when that was really uh, fun. Miro talked about the drug dealer who had the Sub Zero mask that he would wear at a drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was just perfect it was truly perfect but yeah i think it like anything <clears throat> like whether it's music or like a podcast or whatever it's like whenever you have like your idea like because you're when you're world building in your head and then you see the thing in real life it always is a, a wonderful moment it's candy it was candy and watching what do you what's your vibe on your live podcast that people unfortunately will have to see the replay or They'll something or maybe not at all if they didn't get tickets i know yeah. you can you will fortunately with uh this this service you can buy tickets and watch it a week later but uh yeah it's i'm you know we're we, you know joelle and i will be doing kind of like mc intro duties right. to introduce the uh the wonderful donald Faison, zach braff and then we'll be sitting back and letting them just you know do all their silly business while I'm fielding the live chat of people asking the same question a thousand times. Right, so, right. We'll see. How and that then, goes. and then in the middle, there'll be a live performance from Piss Windmill. Yes, Piss, Piss Windmill. <laughs> exactly. Piss Windmill. <laughs> Intermission. Piss Windmill. Piss windmill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a quick break. And we'll come back and talk about news. And we're back, and the fuckery in Georgia is uh, hitting new levels. It's, yeah, is it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess everywhere. not hitting new levels. <laughs> no, it's, shocker. It's coming in new forms that are, yeah, uh, yeah next level shit uh, from government, uh, Governor Kemp. <laughs> government Kemp. Government hey, come Kemp. on, Government Kemp, do something. No, yeah. We talked about, you know, the diabolical fucking voter suppression bill in Georgia, the one that is racist revenge for people yep. of color organizing to vote in 2020. And 
you know, we've talked that it's it's all horse shit. It's all lit. We're going back in time to Jim Crow. It's not a new Jim Crow because it's just Jim, like stricter ID laws. They're shrinking early voting periods, making absentee voting harder. Uh, mobile ballot boxes are trying to cut those back. They've even made it illegal for volunteers to give people food or drink that are waiting in the intentionally manufactured long lines uh, in heavily minority districts uh, to vote. So they can't they're not even going to let you hook somebody up with something to sustain them as they are being, you know, forcibly made to like, like maybe we can just, you know, run the clock down on them and they won't yeah. vote. Just so, starve them to death. As this was happening, uh, Governor Kemp was signing the bill into law at the Capitol and a state representative, uh, Park Cannon, a black woman, knocked on his office door uh, as he decided that this kind of racism was best kept behind closed doors. Mm. And she just knocked on his door being like, you know, trying to like bring awareness, like, sir, you, you should like do that. You're you're so ashamed. You're doing it back there. Also, this is absolutely nonsense. And she was arrested for knocking on the door mm. that was or knowingly knocking, whatever the fuck they what does that created even a new mean? crime. No one, yeah. Is there what's the what is the accidental knocking? Right. What, what? What? I don't know. Oh no! You knew. You knew. <laughs> yeah. You knew what you were doing. Putting your lightly tapping your f- hand on a fucking door as this governor tries to disenfranchise millions of people. Like what the? Anyway, I mean, it's just it's just really the image of seeing her knock on the door and then have these state troopers just whisk her away is just really awful to watch just like watching like lit like this manifestation of white supremacy reassert its power in legal form uh yeah yeah so, it's from a different it feels like it's from a different decade different century almost um yeah. and yeah. yeah they are just getting away with it like, like we talked about these uh these are people who get uh donations from some of the biggest corporations in america and need to be I don't know. They, they, it can't be accepted. Like, if you found out that fucking Coca Cola was donating to Bull Connor, like, would you, <laughs> would you still be cool with that? Right. Yeah. This then then immediately after that she was released. Um, obviously fucking nonsense. But yeah. as soon as she was released, I mean, fucking lawsuits were just filed immediately because they're like, this is this is absurd. Like, it runs afoul of so many things and laws that exist, and it's because this is just voter suppression in its purest form. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the, one of the main lawsuits is targeting nine specific measures within the new law um, as they see it, like those being like the ones that probably have a really good chance of being turned down. But at the same time, it makes you wonder why the fuck they're not passing something up top in DC to make these standards like a, a new, you know, just a new standard of how we're going to vote right. um, rather than yeah. allowing for this shit to continue. And yeah, there's like people saying like, "Well, just wait. We will. We're gonna do something in D.C." Okay, I'm waiting. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think unfortunately, a lot of people will be waiting in lines trying to vote. It feels a lot sometimes like politics exist only in the bubbles where the people physically are. It's like you hear a lot of noise that comes out of D.C. where it's like you know Congress is very active about trying to make this happen, and yet state government is just like you know doesn't matter to us we are going to continue the fuckery no matter what and that's countrywide and it, yeah. and it's it and, and also as you were saying it's like you know I, I hope i mean of course they're not but i hope everybody 
and when I mean everybody, I mean the kind of public that is surprised by things like protest, by things like public anger. I hope they're keeping track of these moments because when people are like, where did these protests come from? Where did these, you know, where did these angry displays of people expressing their anger with the state of the government come from? Here's another moment. Here's another bookmark. Like we can pull out every tweet. We can pull out everything because like as laws in the past used to be something that could be not necessarily behind closed doors, but definitely not shout out over social media. It's like we have that now. And so it's just bookmark all of these moments when it's like, you want to know why this happened? Here's ABC through fucking Z of why people are acting like this, because everything it's all right here. It's happening live in front of your face. And it's just because you're not paying attention that you're surprised by any of it. Sure. Unfortunately, I feel like some of the people that would probably be the ones that need to unfortunately need to see a list of how people arrive at a point of anger after being oppressed. I don't know if that's going to help. Unfortunately, you know, like a, you're right. I'm a little cynical, so. but you don't know. You never. Sometimes you may have someone with someone slightly reasonable, and you're like, okay, if you really are confused, let me tell you why. Because at every corner, there, this system of oppression is finding a way to claw back any gains you've made, and it yeah. will it will try and respond doubly in the in the face of your own advancement or pursuit of whatever form of liberation uh, we can get. Right. And part of this is the design of racism is to make you hopeless, to make it just deflating, right? Mm-hmm. And to like to make to send that message clearly, uh, and just keep the pressure on, keep you know, without saying the thing out loud, doing it so where everybody can see it, and then mm-hmm. like I, I feel like there's probably some like. Democrat, like big D Democratic politicians who are uh, going to act surprised by this. But I think like for a Kemp or, you know, the the Republican Party, like this is all part of the calculation is like do things that are going to enrage people when people are enraged, publicize that so that your, you know, white supremacist voter base are, have something to be afraid of. Like, I, I think that right. is all... And perpetuate all stereotypes yeah. mm-hmm. of vicious, angry people of color when there's no context of like, oh, these are people fighting for their lives. It's not like, you know what? I just woke up and decided I'm going to just start screaming about voter suppression. No, that's not what it is. Oh, and also... One other thing about Brian Kemp, though, let's not forget, this is the guy who erased like over 300,000 people from the voter scrolls to beat Stacey Abrams by 50,000 votes. So right. this is this is just like part and parcel of his whole fucking M.O., which is the erasure of the ability and you know presence of a black vote. Yep. But you know what? I'm hopefully th- these lawsuits uh, coalesce into something effective. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully something will happen at a federal level that can provide some kind of shelter but i have a feeling this is again going to fall on activists to try and do as much work as possible to try and make you know claw back uh some fairness and all this what did biden announce like some overarching like federal push to try and protect voter rights like is, is that something that's being like moved through well that's what hr1 is right mm. Like, that's the one that is enshrining a lot of these things to make them like to invest in the ability to have better access to voting and to make it easier and to have people registered on their 18th birthday automatically. Shit like right. that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the the kinds of things that 
typically people who are trying to push back against have to do like, you know, voter registration drives to make sure everyone's eligible. But like, it would be so much easier if it was just sort of like, hey, you're 18, you're eligible. You don't have to register right. because that's right. your right. And we're not yeah. trying to make it cumbersome or create obstacles for you to exercise those rights. Right. And their only argument against that is voter fraud, which is not a it's, thing that means ever black happened. people voting. Right. Means right. Oh, yeah, voting. yeah, for yeah. sure. That's voter fraud the... is the code. And then that and then they just call it a, a socialist wish list uh -huh. or some shit like uh -huh. that. And it's like you to fucking vote, you know, asshole that make it makes it easier for you assholes to vote, too. So I don't see where the advantage is because they know that it's it's an existential threat to make voting easier, simpler right. for people. All right. Let's move on to another story about white supremacy in uh, this time in the police force. There was a search early last week for a suspect who had attack, attacked a 69 year old Asian man uh, while he was walking his dog near middle middle school. Uh, there was video of it. They circulated the video. The dude just like runs up and hits him on the back of the head like viciously. People were outraged. They caught this dude. He was like a 20 something guy. And now the police are like, actually, it was a dispute over their dogs and it had nothing to do with ethnicity. Wait, so but the video is someone getting sucker punched in the back yeah. of their head. Yeah. And apparently they a... had had a like their dogs had been like uh, growling at each other. But the idea that the police can uh, enter a suspect's brain and determine that the race of their victim had nothing to do with the crime that they've committed while there's a massive rise in violence against Asian people while a white supremacist movement headed by somebody who used racist language to like blame Asian people for 500,000 deaths in America. Like the, it's just so reductive and dismissive and like just de facto white supremacy. It's just like, yeah, no, no, no. It's that we, we don't have to worry about that. And there's, there's a long history of U S law enforcement, like, looking the other way when it comes to racial hate crimes against Asian people. There's mm -hmm. a guy named Vincent Chen who was beaten to death in 1982 because two white laid off auto workers mistook him as a uh, Japanese and reportedly said that he was the reason they don't have jobs while murdering him. And they got fines and probation and mm. the judge in the case of when people were like wait why the fuck are these people not serving jail time the justice kaufman the guy who presided over that decision said these weren't the kind of men you send to jail you don't make the punishment fit the crime you make the punishment fit the criminal oh yeah. my god yeah i mean you know this is just <laughs> similar patterns no matter what group you're in of just a lack of care or sense of duty to protect. Um, and then to also, because, you know, the, the our, our policing is just an extension of white supremacy that to, to look to that body to try and see the nuance of white supremacy is just like, it's impossible. Right. Um, and it, and it only allows for the obscuring of the actual hate that's going on. And on, and on top of that, it, it, it what it does is further this fucked up, you know, model minority 
view on what Asian people, Asian Americans, Asian immigrants are, that if it's not a hate crime, then they're not a group that it has to endure white supremacy because they don't get hate crimes because they're actually the model minority. They've came, right. they've come here and put their heads down and they're not bothering. They don't bother anyone and they don't get bothered. You see, that's what that's that's why they're cool. Right. And but but then you you do the insidious work of then erasing the acts of hate against them to keep, you know, to not have to have a reckoning with it. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's just it's I mean, it's just it's how it, it it's, it's always constantly happening. And I think that's what's so tragic and ironic and ridiculous that when sometimes people get bogged down and be like, well, what is a hate crime? Right. And wh- who who decides what? Because couldn't you just be a white guy and just punch somebody out that's brown and it not be a hate crime? Right. And OK, but I think more than that, like how we're defining it is we whether or not it meets this criteria of hate crime. We need to look at who the victims are and what the effect is on the people that are part of that community. Yes. Because even if it's uh, you don't if this person saying it's about dogs, I look at that and I add that to the list of anecdotes that I've heard from my mom, my family, friends, everybody, people in my neighborhood that have the older Asian women being attacked where I fucking grew up. And I'm begging my mom to not go outside. And yeah. it's a fucked up place to be in. Uh, yet we're not having we're not going to have a real upfront conversation about really what this all means and how it affects people. But again, this is but we're asking something. We're asking for, you know, a, a culture to evolve at a speed that it just is unable to at the moment. Right. But it's it's had plenty of time. But yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm and I really I'm afraid to see how it keeps how it keeps building because right. the the pandemic being over isn't going to be like the release valve for all this anti-Asian hate. Right. It's not right. going to be. This is it's it's going to it will evolve. And that's what's the most frightening thing. And to live in a country, too, where, you know, the powers that be are unwilling to actually intervene. You know, it, it, it's it's hard to not be super fucking cynical. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and I wanted to just take a quick look at how the MAGA world in particular is responding to uh, Biden's presidency so far. Um, because I'm actually seeing uh, some overlaps in some of the ways that uh, I think the MSNBC sort of mainstream media initially reacted to the Trump presidency um, that in retrospect were probably not the approaches to take to, you know, uh, resisting that presidency or, uh, you know, trying to report on that presidency. So uh, number one is cognitive decline. MAGA is apparently on some Biden tripping proves he's not fit for office shit. And nah, his rigidness as a politician makes him unfit <laughs> right, for office. Right, exactly. But like the go yeah. after that, y'all. That's yeah, easy. That's free. Right. But the it just reminds me of like I I was looking back at some of the articles that were written about the 25th Amendment during Trump's mm-hmm. presidency. Uh and like everything they're saying about him is true. <laughs> like they're like he he uses these violent videos. He's clearly like obsessed with violence. He wants his uh, supporters to use violence. 
but they always like end it with and he's unraveling and things are about to get like worse that's why we need to which seems like it's like that's not something that i feel like was necessarily there i feel like he always told his supporters and his critics who exactly who he was and the thing that happened was that his supporters did what they'd been saying they were going to do right so like just kind of calling that out as a thing that seems to be like a an easy uh way to criticize somebody that might not always be supported and obviously they're both very old men right so yeah so it's in the ballpark where people are like i don't know maybe right but then like he couldn't name every wu-tang member so <laughs> yeah he might he might have cognitive decline the uh but like there's a bunch of republican senators who met with biden were like actually like this doesn't really seem to hold water he seems to be all there um because sure. they're all his age too <laughs> <laughs> like he seems sharp as a tack nah, he's, man, this literally he's sharp wild. as attack was the word that they used right Yikes. <laughs> old uh and then the election fraud thing is something that a, a bunch of the republicans who voted for trump still can't get over and uh there's huge portions of the population who still think that Biden's an illegitimate president. And I think just in retrospect, that was probably the aspect of the Trump resistance that feels like the most wasted effort and time was like the whole Mueller investigation, like Russia angle. So I guess right. I'm just like curious if these are just things that we're going to see from both sides now whenever there's a president oh, yeah it doesn't make because it's all stupid and it's right. just like it's, it's like let's exchange hats yeah. right okay yeah. so i have the your your the your president sucks hat right president's fucking whack fucking old decrepit a fraud and right. you'll wear the oh my god i love him hat yeah and then the second that the inauguration came in it's like, all right let me get your hat real quick okay switch right Good, we're on yeah okay and then now they go bye so wonderful on the right. left media and on the right is like this god decrepit he yes. fucking senile yeah. this yes. is fraud it's just it's just it's like it's like fucking clockwork and it's just it's it's basically the egos of these ideologies playing out through the news right. which is basically allows them to immediately focus on an external issue rather than take any time to have a post-mortem on how things could have gone so wrong right. uh, based on an election dems Democrats would rather not talk about how clinging to a dynastic family with a ton of political baggage was a bad move in nearly both elections. Okay. And then Republicans don't have to act like they didn't show their whole asshole from 17 to 21 uh, by hitting the switch on the (laughs) Biden's fucking, he can't go upstairs mode. Right. Cause it allows you to completely ignore all the shit you were saying, all the ugliness that you stood for. Um, And I just want to play this clip because like, on Fox News, the way they were responding to the press conference, it just shows like you can feel the energy that they're so like they want to forget that they were pieces of shit. And they're like, you know, we're actually like the the dope journalists like this whole time. And the just just listen to the tone of this uh, this crew. Well, if I had been there, I definitely would have taken uh, or told the president to take to call on Peter Ducey. Um, <laughs> Peter Ducey is not Jim Acosta. And he's got good questions, and the president showed he's willing to answer questions from all those other people. And yep. what uh, Peter Ducey just said were the two questions he wanted to ask. I think that the president would have had a, a way to answer them. Why make Peter Ducey a story, 
right? Just mm. take his question and move mm-hmm. on. Uh, the, the, again, they're just, you see, like, this is because we the have pres- the high ground. Biden He's didn't asking call on the Fox News reporter. Yeah. <laughs> during, during the thing. That's their, that's the story that they're, they're trying to cover, right? Right. Yeah. And it's just, and again, they, they can put, again, you just put your hat on now because now you're on the other side, you're in the minority. And this is, and this is the space they do, they do it best from there. Yeah. Cause people can't see are. the video, but she's actually wearing a derby hat with a press card in the, in the <laughs> brim while she's making this critique. Oh, man. That's funny. And uh, what annoys me about all of this is that it just completely lowers the discourse about just talking about the president in general or talking about politics. Yeah. It silences the people who are criticizing every president on everything that is valid criticism. And it makes it the shouting competitions, which you're absolutely right. And it's just like, you know, it's 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 truly, you know, the media keeping this this keeping this narrative alive and ruining any chance for a good conversation. I mean, that is literally high school shit. Like he didn't talk to him. Like he he like totally ignored him. Yeah, Um, it's just it's just annoying. It's, it's he's uh, a unfortunate. dick. I know he's a dick. We're not talking to him anymore. Like <laughs> right. what the fuck? And it, it's and it's unfortunate because yeah, Daniel, to your point, like they are just protecting their egos by not engaging yeah. anyone with an objective criticism about anything. Right. Yeah. If it's because the second you you come up and be like, well, you know, Joe Biden, you know, if if you look at his record, he seemed like someone who may not be up for protecting social security. Right. But, well, you know, that was a long time ago. Uh, oh, my God. Damn. Yeah. Just look at the look at the shit with me. That's true. Yeah, That's not that. a lie. Yeah. That's the shit he's saying back then was problematic mm-hmm. as fuck. Racist. I don't know how I can. I'm, I'm, I'm failing to see the evolution this man has had in his spirit that he's willing to look upon communities of color or minority groups uh, with compassion, especially after he's like, oh, you smoking demon weed. Right. Be gone with that Such shit. Un- unbelievable. What an unbelievable but flip-flop of How are you, like, like, it's just so, and then so if you are someone with a, a criticism, and I'm not going to say, like, objective, whatever, because it's fucking politics, whatever, but something right. that's at least rooted in truth and not so hyper-partisan, mm. then you're just going to get fucking shooed aside by yeah. these protective mechanisms for each party's ego, which is their, like, media sphere. And if you're not, yeah. and if you're not in there throating the boot, then you're like, then you're a commie fucking rabble rouser who just hates everything or, you know, and like on the conservative, I don't know what to call people who are leaving the conservative, like criticizing the conservative party about to wake up racists, um, whatever they are. But like, there's always a label and a way to dismiss anything that would remotely encourage good faith conversation about how to improve something. Right. Right. You either love the fuck out of what they're doing or you hate it. And if you hate it, that means you're the other side. There's no in between where like you can hold two thoughts at the same time. Right. So one detail that uh, came out at the end of last week that I just wanted to cover really briefly that uh, gives me hope for the future of the Republican Party in the sense that I hope that it disintegrates and fucking crashes and burns Mm -hmm. uh, is that Donald Trump is kind of running the Republican Party like like one of his businesses uh and or tv shows yeah slash <laughs> one of his tv shows which that go. those never it's good it's good for drama um it's good for, <laughs> for tv, TV <laughs> but it's bad for businesses and it's not how you run a business and it's bad yeah. leadership 
it so he had five people who want to run for the open uh senate seat in ohio at a like fundraiser for a candidate in ohio for a house seat uh and he had his people call them all into like a boardroom like a back room and he met with all five of them where he made them attack each other like it was the scene in the apprentice where he's like and she said that you're not very good what do you what do you have to say about that and just like playing them off of each other for his own entertainment essentially (laughs) check this out yeah (laughs) right which hey what about you piss piss windmill the worst at is running a thing, like running an organization. He fucking has been shown repeatedly to be terrible at that. So he can't he can't keep a casino in business. So yeah, right. it's it, like if they are just willing to hand over power to him, I would I would really can't we expect the party to fully burn up because it's so out in the open toxic you would hope so you yeah. know like at a certain point like it can't you can't really have much cohesion in a toxic organization like at least like the democrats are like kind of you know pretending that like they're on the side of good while like ignoring a lot of the other bad shit that happens uh so it's like a less of a version that might be as toxic as this one that's like just out in the open like talk shit you're going to fucking backstab them and then we're going to we're then we're going to move together in solidarity and succeed as a party. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Like if my logic feels like if this was a reality show, the team that's the most toxic would probably end up having the problems around episode eight or nine. Right. 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 Yeah. But, but, man, but this is a fucked up reality Trump, show. So. Or Mussolini, <laughs> Hitler and Trump all seem to be able to have a lot of success with a lot of toxicity out in the open so right mm. yeah there it's just funny like just reading from the politico report on it one of the candidates said he was crushing timken in polling timken uh touted her support on the ground thanks to her time as state party chair gibbons mentioned how he'd helped trump's campaign financially <laughs> moreno noted that his daughter had worked on trump's 2020 campaign like oh just you can just like picture well, uh, that uh, meeting and well actually uh it's funny that you mentioned your campaign because my daughter was actually working on it uh that's yeah, great uh, except i'm fucking crushing you and polling <laughs> bitch oh shit it's um wow that rules yeah yep. and he you know was presumably wildly into it um i was gonna say orgasming but i didn't want to put that image in anybody so. all right let's talk about craft Oh boy. <laughs> Let's talk, actually forget it. Let's talk about yeah, Kraft. Yeah, we'll move on. Move eyes on. forward, eyes forward, eyes forward. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shake it off. Dude, Kraft, they're, you know, commercials are like meant to like capture like the vibe of like, you know, like, like whatever the product you're selling, you want it to resonate with your target demographic you're mm-hmm. selling to. Right. And look, we all get the blue box blues. You know, Kraft macaroni and cheese. Blue box blues. But everything is in moderation. And you also need to eat vegetables too. You can't just eat straight blue box all day. Okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. And, 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 thank you. 
thank you, Blueface. Bust down, Tatiana. But you also <laughs> need to eat your veggies. And But if you're a kid that has seen a Kraft TV commercial recently, you may be ingesting anti-vegetable propaganda, according what? to some watchdog groups. Because, you know, like the whole vibe is like, kids, we get it. Kids don't like vegetables is like the cliche that I think so many uh, the, like these sort of commercials operate on. But I just want everyone to take a look at this anti a vegetable craft commercial, and then we'll talk about this on the other side. Please. You're having one more bite. No, one more bite. Craft for the win-win. For the oh my. Okay, so yeah. that commercial was one where I guess Enya <laughs> is the voice of caloric salvation. Oh, so okay, we're not gonna face. play the whole commercial because the craft will probably come after us. But yeah. it starts off with a young child running from their parent. And you hear the parent being like, one more bite. And they have like a string bean on a fork. Right. And then just a smash cut smash to cut. like literal smash. smash cut Enya's only time to like someone making a, ba- a box Ooh, of a blue box. <laughs> and then the kid's eating it and smiling. And like the parent feels relief. So and it just says for the win win. I assumed there. that this was going to be mix vegetables in with your mac and cheese. That's a good way to like Boom. make mac and cheese not a complete <laughs> waste and toxic uh empty calorie dump. Uh the fact that they're just like eat this instead of vegetables. <laughs> right. Is... It said for well, the one the thing they're doing is like encouraging parents to be like, yo, give up on trying to feed your kids shit that they need, fool. What are you a parent? Right. No, nah, right. man, you a stoner who, who fucked raw once and now your life's all <laughs> fucked up. Shit. You know what I it mean? Did, so hit the blue box. Like, it's like, what? The it didn't win even win? look. It didn't even. Well, first of all, for the win win is just like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> like, but also, if they didn't even try and like play around it by having like the full plate of food a la like your complete breakfast where it's like, right. oh, yeah, you have eggs with your whatever. And even though that whole thing was its own kind of propaganda right, yeah. about eating way too much breakfast, but like the fact that they didn't even like pair it with. Or just like you're saying, like not even mix in. They didn't even have like the fake plate. It was just like a straight little tiny bowl of blue box. With Enya's <laughs> like what the fuck does that have to do with mac and cheese? Like nah, the peace, nah. the tranquility it's providing the parent to not like trying to get their kids nutrients. So the, what happened was there was a formal complaint that was filed by the Center for Science in the Public Interest. And another organization that is the Better Business Bureau's National Program's Children's Advertising Review Unit, or CARU, uh, for short. They're here basically saying, you know, that Kraft was like running this ad and very similar ones during children's programming on Disney XD, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network in 2019. And they're saying it was violating the strict advertising standards set forth by like this, unfortunately, industry-funded self-regulatory group. Um, but according to those standards, like telling kids that healthy foods is are shitty and like it reinforcing this idea that vegetables suck uh, is runs afoul of these like regulations. And you're like, right. Then you find out with Or Ida, which is another Kraft Heinz brand, you know, we all know Or Ida, frozen potatoes. They got the hash browns and tots and fries. Oregon, had- Idaho is where that <laughs> comes from. Oh, is that really? Yeah. The oh, company shit. was, I think that's right. Yeah. 
That makes sense. I know Idaho got potatoes and I guess Oregon too, huh? Right out there. Yeah. Hey, they hey, got, they got hey. Them you learn some every day aside from that uh, vegetable <laughs> suck. But on, on the or Ida commercial, they were basically the messaging to parents. And this one was saying, bribe your kids with fries where it was like, eat one carrot. You get one fry. You eat a mushroom. You get three fries. Like what the fuck? Also, what is that equation? <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. That is weird. The the funding for non-industry funded uh like watch groups is one of the great examples of like the evils of capitalism. When you look mm-hmm. at like the mm-hmm. FDA and or not the FDA, the uh who who's the ones who made the food pyramid that USDA? Like, USDA. Yeah. Like that is the funding for that uh organization is it's like a thousand uh, a million dollars a year. Like, right. and then you look at the things, <sighs> oh, the funding man. for other organizations that they're competing with, like the farm oh, lobbies and shit. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Um, you put chips at the top of that fucking period, right. asshole. <laughs> it's just like one of the great examples of if you like believe that in market based like capitalism, like this is, uh, that's not what we have going on here. The deck is stacked against us, the consumers. <laughs> it's, they are every everything is trying to value uh the benefits of corporations over your health your ability to continue living or to even teach your children life skills on how to like eat healthily and understand yeah. how nutrition works yes this yeah. is all just this is all just like bad cooking propaganda as well it's like you present these things as if they can't be prepared in a nice way. It's like every time I see like broccoli thrown in there, it's like, oh, broccoli. It's like broccoli is the easiest thing to prepare oh my and make God, it yeah. taste fire. There are a million ways you can do broccoli. And you can't really Green fuck it up. Too. You really can't. You can't fuck Unless up broccoli. you burn broccoli. the fuck out of it. Okay, if you burn the <laughs> fuck out of anything, it's uh, and, and even then, it's the, the part that I like. It, so it's like mushy. Hey, I don't mind. I don't mind. I like you know, steamed. Old folks, mushy broccoli. See, yeah. yeah, I'm 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 less mushy brock. I'm more like Not oh, those burnt I... ends on the broccoli. Gimme oh, oh, yeah. yeah. roast it. Roast oh, that shit. Gosh. Mm. Just throw um, it in the pan with some garlic and oil. It's like game over. Yeah. It's Thank incredible. you, flip. Mm. Game <laughs> over. <laughs> also, broccoli is the easiest food to get kids to eat if you just tell them that they're a dinosaur and they're those are trees like that. Oh that shit. works every oh, time. Oh my that works for adult stoners. Are you calling trees? <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, that's why Stephanie kept saying that. Like, they're little, like, Eat your trees. <laughs> You're, yeah. I thought you was blowing trees, hon. I am. I am. Watch me. Actually, yeah, another... Dan old dinosaurs don't use their hands. So yeah, you have to let them eat it like with just their head. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Perfect. Or like Perfect. a little... See, what I, I, I would... Uh, like my mom, it would make like... So, like a weird sauce like i would just dip my broccoli in because i couldn't Ooh. just eat unf like just you know even if it had seasoned stuff the mm. I, act of dipping mm. opened the door for me to start eating vegetables because oh, i wasn't yeah. just feel like i was putting like a green thing in my mouth I was like okay i'll get it i hit it with a little dab of this sauce and okay then i eat it and then that was good momentum shout out to you mom Love america you. wants us to uh bribe our kids with macaroni and cheese and and just cheese just covering broccoli with cheese but then when those kids like avocado they want us to be mad at them for tanking the economy for god's sakes it's like because we did it again yeah it was the poor children yes of course bankrupt no okay 
Uh, but again, great way to recontextualize how capitalism is failing generations of people right now. They're yeah. ruining everything, huh? These broke yeah, ass there's... motherfuckers where we siphoned up all the wealth and left nothing. Oh, and one other thing with Kraft, they also had a fucking print ad that was just like suggesting you inundate your broccoli with their shredded cheddar cheese. And the thing said, so it tastes, quote, less broccoli. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Just to jump back to the broccoli thing here, inquiring minds want to know, can we get a little information on that dip you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Look, okay. You don't have to go too far. I understand. No, 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 it's simple as fuck. No, I know what it is. It's ranch, right, man? (laughs) Just dip that shit in some ranch. (laughs) Yeah, Jack. That's what my (laughs) Japanese mom did. She came all this way. yeah, dog. To fuck me over with Same thing you dip your pizza in. There you go. (laughs) No, she would just do uh, like what many Japanese people have in their house. QP mayonnaise and soy sauce. Yep. Just was QP, a little bit. Wow. Of, you can't, don't overdo soy sauce. Cause look, no. people know QP got the MSG in it. That's why that mm. shit hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you do that, just a little bit of soy sauce. So it's brown. And then, you know, actually the OG of that sauce was actually uh Mutsi Erskine from pen 15. Mm. Oh, she was the first one to throw that down in front of me and Maya and her brother, Ty, when we were okay. real kids, because we didn't like broccoli. And then she said, OK, what about dippy dippy? That's what she would call it. <laughs> dippy dippy. And we're like, oh, yeah, we oh. fuck with dippy dippy. Must he bring dippy, that over dippy, here? Okay. Dippy dippy. Dippy dippy Damn. makes it sound a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, and look, she must have thought. And then I think that's when my mom was like, how the fuck did you do? Oh, that was that's it. Mayonnaise. Is, OK, yeah, yeah. Dippy dippy over uh-huh. here, too. Mm-hmm. I like a little dippy dippy. My my yeah. my my broccoli dippy dippy of choice thus far. Because I mean, now I'm going to try that, and my whole game will be changed. But um, basically, a Dijon mustard vinaigrette. Oh God, God damn! You just uh, you mean some, a dippy dippy? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you eating that? Hitting that broccoli raw? Is that? When, when you're talking about dipping, Dan? <laughs> no, I mean, like, after after the roast, after, after you know, the roast, once, okay. yeah, once it's cooked, once you got that nice little char on it, like, a... little little garlic, so you have a little bit of extra tang in there, and then a, just a dip in the in the mustard is just like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oof. You didn't have broccoli raw. I thought, for a second, I thought you said <laughs> <Yeah>. broccoli rob. <laughs> you didn't oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Uh, first who's time rob? I... Uh, all right. Yeah, exactly. That's hey, actually from uh, the office, right? That was uh, oh, that was it? one of the guys from Love the it. acapella group, for Andy's acapella group. Yeah, broccoli Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Real quick, uh, before I uh, leave you guys for a week, mm-hmm. I want to cover a podcast that uh, I think we all, all of us in the podcast industry, hear the footsteps coming behind us yeah. it's like when you're on a Omar breakaway coming. but then you hear uh lebron oh. behind you oh my and you're god like, oh shit the he is going to yes. clean the glass with my uh, attempted layup uh, yes. in my yes. case i would just dunk it but i know like a lot right. of people that's not an option <laughs> they uh, got ups like you they got boosties yeah. like you right but uh ikea is entering a oh. uh, new player yes. has entered uh yes. the podcast game Last year, they announced they were discontinuing their uh, catalogs, and now they have announced they're going to adapt their most recent catalog into podcast form, uh, a tour for your ears, uh, consisting of a narrator flicking through each page and describing what's in it, uh, which I'm sounds stoked. totally <laughs> depends on who the narrator is. Yeah. Uh, if it's Man, I was mad, and then Nicole, I'm like... Buyer, I I would. That's the only way that this could be salvaged. I think. 
for me, I need some, I need, I need ear Valium. Right. I don't want to be that. too entertained by, yeah. a, I, I, I want it to sound like Ikea. So I want it to be like a Scandinavian accent and just very soft and subtle. And there you go. It just has it's... corn up your and Calvin with the matching Bertis doll lamp. <laughs> That's see that right there. That's why I'm excited. I'm excited to be in the car listening to this on a long drive with Stephanie, and we're going. That's how it's pronounced. The next uh, thing you wake up and you're you're driving on the wrong side of the road. Bro. Yes, right. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was hoping they would make it sound like shopping at IKEA, right? For your ears, you know, and then you have to hear <laughs> like that couple. In the background. Yeah, the yeah, couple having the wild fight in the fucking <laughs> fake kitchen place, right. and you're like, yo, she I pulled. The, the she tried to pull the knife block. She tried to pull a knife out of the knife block, but they have that shit all secure, so she just broke the shit. Um, I saw so I've seen so many ridiculous uh, couples battles at the IKEA in Burbank. Oh, it's love like that place. unbelievable. I think one of the first times I saw like adults act like children was like when it mm. first opened in the early '90s, and like like my mom or someone dragged me there, and I saw like two people scream like say curse words I'd never heard of, and I was like, IKEA's fucking oh, sick. Damn. <laughs> fucking UFC for, for toxic couples. Speaking of Ikea Burbank, just went there recently. Still, you know, moving in. That's the narrative. Mm -hmm. There is That is the narrative. Dis that is the narrative. But what's actually happening, Dan? Disneyland. Yes, no. <laughs> Disneyland line. Disneyland style line. I'm talking full, you know, oh, yeah. separators, snake. Yeah. Three, like three snakes. I'm talking a one, two, three into the parking lot, one, two, three, and further into the parking lot, one, two, three. A wow. huge Disneyland style line to get into Ikea straight up. It, I was ready for there to be the person who like has the big stand that'd be like from this point, the <laughs> right, line right. is 40 minutes. Right. It was, it was, How long did it you was wait? a sight to be seen. 30, I think 30 minutes to get in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful from the sense that Ikea isn't truly like mobbed as hell and everybody was masked up. So that's like nice. But like, damn, that was a lot. That was a sight to be seen. It was yeah. it was a it was an event. But also like stop cutting down all them fucking trees. You know what that, I mean? For that all that, too. you know, those documentaries yeah. are fucked up. I one mean, thing that uh, one quote from this article that I wanted to point out, though, is uh, so the logic. This obviously makes no sense as a podcast, uh, <laughs> but Ikea Did you green light this, Jack. I, Ikea said, yeah. So Miles and I are on uh, the development team. Uh, we hear a lot of pitches for podcasts. And I'm going to go ahead and say that the thinking in the following sentence is too pervasive. Uh, they said, according to Ikea, it's because people have probably binged through every possible podcast uh, <laughs> that's their, that, Yo, you've come seen check out 420 day fiance please right, i swear you have heard everything we right. got a lineup here that you should listen to instead <laughs> that is sure awesome that, that is hilarious that they think that there's a podcast scarcity what? i think anyway. it's just like everyone's doing it and you know they're right. just like fuck it catalog the podcast right seriously Anyway, shout out yeah. to Ikea. Uh, I mean, um, and also, Ikea, I fuck it. It's ugly. I said, stay the fuck up out of my lane. Yeah. You know? And you. I wouldn't enter yours. So Damn. now that you said that, check out Miles' Meatballs. 100% mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, not horse, but also yep. not going to tell you what it actually is. And they're cheaper than Ikea. And come buy them, sell them uh, out my Mazda in North Bam. Hollywood. There you and go. And check out Jack's Furniture Parts. That just come in a box. Uh, they don't to necessarily fit together, but you'll you'll figure it out. You'll it's like an erector cool set. Together. Yeah, there you go. But you, you, I mean, you can do all kinds of shit with it. 
Hell yeah. But actually, I'm 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 sorry. The the fucking catalog again because the names don't make sense to fucking anyone unless no. you maybe because I know it's Swedish. So for the American mm. to hear a product, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go, "Oh yeah, we need that." Mm-hmm. Like exactly. So, I'm sure they're not just going to read the names off. I'm sure I know, but then be... it's like it just sounds like I'm starting to feel has to like hear like the labor of how like the podcast sounds. Yeah. You no, know, I'm of... very much as somebody as a podcast fan. I'm listen. I'm enjoying to hate listen, or I'm looking forward to hate listening this. But mm. right, because be I right feel there. like I'm just looking at a list of things. Like, let's say this is the section for home office. Mm. Now, uh, in this off, room maybe. sits a skarsta with the beckant <laughs> tabletop. <laughs> On top is eleven. For your other items, I don't know what the fuck that <laughs> what meant. The fuck are you talking? <laughs> I just described yeah, yeah. up. I just described the desk with the tabletop. Eleven is the monitor stand with drawer. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I look. I'm just a hater because you know I'm very insecure about my own podcasting. So to hear about a behemoth like IKEA, IKEA entering, the, entering game, the game, you know. But just, if you guys need a development that. team, Miles and I are, uh, you know. Yeah, we're around. Hit us yeah, up. yeah, we got the game. We can make a podcast we'll, right, real quick. Right. We'll work for meatballs. <laughs> we'll whip it. Uh, DJ Daniel, it has been uh, a pleasure having you back it's visiting a us to be here. from the beyond. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you and follow you? You can find me on the uh, on the Twitters at DJ underscore Daniel. You can find me on Twitch Wednesdays and Sundays at 7 p.m. on twitch.tv slash DJ underscore D-A-N-L. Hell yeah, mm. dog. Hell Is yeah. Is there a, a tweet or some of the work of social media yes. you've been enjoying? Yes, I've prepared everything because... Also, who's like, your favorite cousin? Everybody. Who's your favorite cousin, me or Jack? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so my tweet that I have... Prepared, wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. You used to always say your name instantly. So I have Fuck. two tweets here. I have two tweets here, and I wonder if one was already done because knowing the popularity of the tweet, I'm sure it already was. We can cut it if it was. Was the male friendship tweet Male friendship is beautiful. Nope. All right, then I got two tweets. Male friendship is beautiful. Once a year, one of you texts the other something like, we should write a movie. And the other person responds, that would be sick. And that's it. The other tweet that I loved is from Vinnie Thomas. You may recognize that name or the video of the uh, Earth applying for Intergalactic uh, Federation Partnership. When someone's like, do you have the uh, the trades? No trades. Okay. Well, at least you don't have wars. Oh, you do still have wars. Oh, uh. hmm. that guy. <laughs> great, great tweet. Uh, great tweet from Vinny. <laughs> right now, I'm obsessed with the early 2000s Animal Planet series, Fatal Attractions, in which someone is eaten by their pet lion, and then all of their friends look at the camera and say, girl, I told her not to have that lion. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, I love it. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Grey. Uh, and also, you know, twist.tv slash 420 day hey. Beyonce. Boop, Someone boop, tweeted boop. me and said I was saying 420 day Beyonce. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you weren't. Um, and maybe that is why the show has suffered so much because y'all were looking for a different show. This yeah. is called 420 day Beyonce. <laughs> like the show 90 day Beyonce. And shout out to oh the person that God. tweeted at me because I laughed really hard. That you thought I was saying that this whole time. I that's wonder if funny. that's like a common like Beyonce auditory dysmorphia where people anything yeah. that sounds vaguely like Beyonce, they just that's what they hear. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I hope um, to any of the, the stoner beehive that came to just check the uh, podcast out. I'm sorry. It You're was welcome. not paying off what you thought it was. Yeah. OK, um, but yeah, some tweets that I like 
First one is from uh, Audrey Kaufman at Kaufman Audrey. My mom once told me about how she was a PA on a film set for 20 minutes and then they asked her to carry a pole and she just left without telling anyone. To me, that's a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of a PA being like, yo, I'm off this and not saying shit. <laughs> anyone that's, I mean, that's a very uh, production specific experience, but I love it. Uh, another one is from Kells at Keely, K-E-A-L-L-Y 22, tweeting, I feel so goddamn guilty pulling weeds. Like, no, I don't want you in my garden, but that doesn't mean that you didn't do a great job at growing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I feel good. that too, just as when I like weed my yard and stuff. Cause like when yeah. they're thick, you're like, oh man, you, you put work in. You put work root, in. But guess what? It's time to school. <laughs> um, and then finally, this is just somebody said, y'all look at my Facebook at, uh, at Ed Wildo uh, put, and it's clearly a Facebook post. And it's like this dude on like the beach with his lady. And she's got like the wild high cup bathing suit with the veeks out. And the whole thing, this guy posts, I'll choose my girl over my family any day. Because blood ain't thicker than that ass. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong, man? Oh, my God. And, that and is his, incredible. And his is stance incredible. in it is looking like he's trying to fight you. That's like, awesome. come try and tell me that blood is thicker than nah. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Sorry. What do you got, I'm Jack? Give us the find. heaters. Give us the heaters. I don't know if I have any heaters. <laughs> um, what was that? 81%. I don't know if I have any <laughs> Yeah, that's that. that, that. <laughs> uh, anybody who missed that uh, sketch where there are different it's actually the same actor playing different uh pharmaceutical companies representing the various uh vaccines vaccines yeah check check it out it's so good it's They're from the you know at the black the... man can yeah, yeah, yeah you follow yeah. them yes. on instagram because all their it's <laughs> always funny love it andrew nadeau tweeted girlfriend crying my dog died me who was only dating her because of her dog so I have more bad news. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> also, like, what, what a sad state of things. I'm only with this person for the <laughs> animal. The dog. Damn. Damn. Okay, and that's real shit. You can find me on Twitter, at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website. DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we recommend you check out. Uh, Miles, what is the song that we think people should check out today? Okay, so look, we're going into the the week. We need to get uh, our energy up because, yeah, there's a lot to get down about, but there's a lot to get up to. And mm. this is another mashup. I know you like the other, like one of the mashups I did that was uh, Biggie and uh, Express Yourself. This is The Box by Roddy Rich with Controlla by Drake. And what? it's pretty seamless. Whoa. It's pretty seamless. Does it have so, uh, you know, you have to listen for yourself. I'm not, okay. I'm not gonna look. I'm that, I just tease out the tracks for you to go to SoundCloud and find this track because it's another one oh from gosh. Nick Bike. Oh. Nick Bike Edits. On SoundCloud, and this is the box Nick Bike and Adam W. Controller mix. Mm. All right. Well, go check that out. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit 
the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this Monday. Uh, we will be back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.